coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oldman. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Trevor Loudon. Trevor, welcome to the show. Look, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. It's a, a pleasure to be here. So we're basically going around the world and finding all of the conservatives we can find from uh, <laughs> Western uh, Anglican kind of countries and bring them on. Last week we had Katie Hopkins. Now we have you, Trevor. Why don't you take a, a brief minute and tell our audience who might not be um, familiar with you, who you are, what you're what you're known for, and what I, your, your I, research focus is. I think you could do that, but I think most of our audience probably knows who you are. But, but yeah, please do. Well, look, I, I come from New Zealand. I specialize, I live in America. I specialize on the radical left. I, I'm the one who discovered the ties between Frank Marshall Davis, the Hawaiian communist, and Barack Obama. Um, Glenn Beck used to use a lot of my information on his famous chalkboards. But what I do is expose the Marxist, communist, Chinese influence in the U.S. government. You know, the, the, the dirty congressmen, the congressmen who are working for the other team, basically. And yeah. is that research? Are you finding a lot of that? Look, I, I say there's about 100 members of the U.S. House and 25 members of the U.S. Senate, so that's a quarter of each body, who couldn't, who are so enmeshed with the Chinese, the Cubans, the North Koreans, the com local communists, they couldn't pass an FBI background check to drive a school bus. They wouldn't be allowed to sell you stamps at the post office but they're running the Armed Services Committee, the Homeland Security Committee, the Intelligence Committee, the, the Natural Resources Committee, the Education Committee. Every major committee in the U.S. Congress is controlled by some kind of Marxist. And, 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 and of course, go ahead, Joe. No, I just think that we're, we're dealing with a, a new level of being compromised, like a sleeper cell over in the Middle East. Right. We're dealing with a jihadi. I, I'll call it what it is. Right. These are these are people that are that want to destroy everything that our country represents. Yep. They want to destroy it. They want to get to the place where there's equity. They were, and what that means is everybody's poor. There's no opportunity for anyone. Right. You become a, a, a bigger sharecropper or a, a bigger slave on the plantation that we already that already exists in the United States today. Yeah, the, that's exactly where they want to take us. They're not trying to make us like France or Germany. They're trying to make us like Venezuela. It's been really interesting to see the extent to which the Chinese government and how the Chinese government is infiltrating just Congress as an example. You had Dianne Feinstein's limo, limo driver, right? <laughs> Eric Swalwell's lover. Um, Chinese spies. Chinese spies. So it, it, it's amazing. I mean, you, you know that this is going on. But to see both of those stories come out in the same year, right, and then to see that Swalwell is put back on the committee, almost like it's no big deal that he was sleeping with what's her name, Fang Fang. Nothing, um, yes, no big here. deal. 
Well, look, look, it wasn't Dianne Feinstein's spy. He wasn't her driver. He was her office manager. He was her most highly paid staff member. He was getting Defense Department documents through his desk. But she says, no, he's just his driver. He was just my driver. He didn't really do anything wrong. Well, you know, Nancy Pelosi, you know, Swalwell's caught sleeping with a Chinese agent, and, and Nancy Pelosi refuses to take him off the Intelligence Committee. You know, Nancy Pelosi's got a massive communist background herself. She's as radical as AOC is. She's just a little more clever about it. But, you know, Ratcliffe, Trump's intelligence advisor, said last year, a few months ago, he said, the Chinese have compromised or blackmailed so many American congressmen, they can determine which legislation passes through Congress and which doesn't. That should shock every American. Well, I, th- I think it does shock every American, but I think it, it, it's hidden in plain sight, right? Yeah. We, we expect this to be happening because... We see it not just on the, and, and by the way, when we talk about complicit behavior or being compromised, I believe there are just as many people on the right side as there are on the left that are compromised. I believe that we're dealing with what I call left publicans, people that are that say yeah. that they're conservative, say that they stand up for the values of America, and then just say, oh, look, I'm pushing back as they let all of this radical agendas actually come through. Yeah, the Republican Party has acted a lot of times as controlled opposition. You know, you've got some real genuine patriots in the GOP, but they are not the majority. You know, you've got a lot of people compromised by China, a lot of Republican governors that do a lot of business with China. Um, look at Mitch McConnell, you know, the head of the, the Senate. His wife, uh, her family has been involved with the communist Chinese for decades, making millions of dollars. How could someone like that even be allowed to serve in the U.S. Senate, let alone be the head of it. So you're yeah. right, Joe. This is this is not just a Democrat problem. This is in the Republican Party big time too. But at least there are some patriots left in the GOP. Well, and and fresh ones rising up. Lauren yeah, Bobert, Lauren Bobert. She's yep. amazing. Yep. She is. She is one of my favorite people. I always yep. tell her all the time, just keep fighting, keep doing what you're doing. The American people are behind you. Absolutely. But, but then we have this weaponized media, weaponized technology that's basically saying, oh, Lauren Boebert, you know, she's not anybody you want to need to listen to. And then you have the, the bullying that happens, not just, and by the way, she's getting attacked by her own GOP uh, counterparts in, in Congress. They're, they're attacking yeah. her as well. Her and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yep. Two well, very, very brave people. Well, look, remember when Michelle Bachman was calling out, just asking questions about the Muslim Brotherhood influence in the U.S. government. She just asked questions. Who attacked her? It was it was Marco Rubio. Yeah. It was um, John McCain. The Republicans did it. The, the Democrats didn't have to lift a finger. Yeah. They they were quite happy to to um, you know, destroy her career. So look. There are many Republicans. Look, we, we saw how many good Republicans we had when we had the vote on the election. You know, how many of them voted to? How many of them voted to to question the election? It was only six or seven. All the rest of them yeah. signed off an election they knew was fraudulent. Well, and and yeah, that, it, that, it's yeah. Well, the, the the amount of compromise. I mean, it. it it's incredible when you watch when you watch Congress, when Republicans have all the power, they don't actually do anything. Yeah, they push through tax reform. 
And then other than that, they, they didn't, they do nothing. And then when they're finally out of power, that's when they start introducing all of the bills that if they pass would fix the country. So they love to claim that, oh yeah, we have the solutions. This is how we fix the border. Well, why didn't they do that when they had the house and the Senate and the white house, right? Talking about fixing the asylum loopholes. The Republicans love to act like they're doing something knowing that they can't physically do it because they don't have the numbers. They are the perpetual minority opposition party. They would rather yeah. run for re-election and fundraise than actually have to fulfill the promises that they run on. And yeah, we, we talk about how they're compromised. It's not just even Congress. You look at American colleges and universities, how much Chinese money they're taking. I mean, this is this is shifting the curriculum that's teaching the next generation of Americans, the people who end up going into the foreign service, going into government positions, they're being taught Chinese curriculums. You look at the think tanks, you look at the nonprofit organizations, China is dumping serious, serious money into this country, not to necessarily buy votes, but to, to shift the narrative. It, it's like, it's propaganda at its core. And then you see Joe Biden up there and you have to think that it's connected because he says, oh, it doesn't matter that China is 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 uh engaged in genocide that's just a cultural misunderstanding we're not going to lecture them on cultural norms it's okay so you see it go from from the lowly um like foreign relations 101 class all the way up now to the highest office in the world the leader of the free world it's this this propaganda that oh no china's good everything you hear about china being bad it's it's a lie china's really good it's it's terrifying yeah, look, it's 100% right. You know, China is effectively running this country now. We have the Harris, we have the Harris Obama China administration right now. That's that they are in charge. They're in charge of the Congress, they're in charge of the Senate. The Supreme Court doesn't dare do anything against them. They are, they have massive influence in Hollywood, the labor unions, the Democratic Party, big chunks of the Republican Party, big chunks of the of big tech, big chunks of the business community. And they are selling fentanyl to our kids. They uh, Black Lives Matter, which burnt all those cities, is a Chinese operation. They deliberately spread COVID to bring down the U.S. economy, to bring down Trump and, and to destroy the U.S. military budget. But there is some good news. You can buy cheap toasters in Walmart. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what uh, we widgets. get from dealing we'll with China. still have China. the widgets. Yeah, we, we can we'll buy cheap. The, we, the country has been completely taken over. And our, and our opium, the thing that keeps us happy, is we can buy some cheap junk, cheap junk at Walmart. Meanwhile, everything else has been sold out. And Donald J. Trump was the first president who called out that scam since, since Nixon and Kissinger brought it in. Well, and that's why they had to destroy him. Well, well and, the, and we've talked about this before, that the left represents everything that they say that they're fighting against. Right? Yes, they they yeah. are the liars. I mean, the left, is just, they, all they do is they lie. And, you know, we, we talk about being caught up in pedophilia rings and, and this is where I get back into it. You know, Cuomo has this problem now with, you know, sexual inappropriate behavior with women. And he was the one Number that said he stood up for it. Yeah. Then, nine, not yet. And then you talk about racism. And yet most of the things that we face in our country where we have what I think is you know, the, the, the pods of racism that exists in our country, or at least the appearance of it when you're locking up black men at an alarming rate are all happening in epicenters that are Democrat controlled. Right. So we're we're looking at the degradation of society, degradation of those environments, the control of the people in their community. And yet they cry foul and say, hey, it's the it's the Christians, it's the conservatives. 
um, that are actually making this happen when their own backyard is has tents everywhere and there's no conservatives inside of their government, inside yeah. of their leadership, none. All these horrible cities, you know, this rundown cities like Detroit, which was once a dynamic place, San Francisco, once the most beautiful tourist center around. All these are Democrat strongholds, yeah. but they all, you know, they, they, they indoctrinate the people in those things to make them think, you know, you go to the average black person in Detroit, they think Detroit is a mess because of the Republicans deliberately suppressing them. That's, that's what they think. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they yeah. don't make quite make the connection that they've had communist Democrats running the place for decades, and that's why it's now a dump. You know, and, and but you're absolutely right, Joe. It's it's everything the Democrats say is a lie. It's the, the if you want to know what the truth is, see what the Democrats say and do extrapolate. The do, do the opposite. <laughs> and you, and you're probably pretty much right. <laughs> It, it, it amazes yeah. it, it amazes me that that people in those environments though that are clustered together, it is a lack of courage that causes this it, because people are like, look, I don't want to fight against. It. I know that that's not true, but I don't want to be the one to stand up because then the left uses this bully technique of we're going to swoop in, we're going to call you a racist, a homophobe, right? You're a misogynist. They, they use all of these colorful words in order to suppress any sort of truth. Yeah. Right. So the and then they talk about bullying and oh we're against bullying. That's all they do all day long. They that's all they do. Yeah. The hypocrisy. See, you know, on on the left, you have a different morality and a different ethical system than we do. We believe in telling the truth, being objective, being honest, fair, and rational. They believe in the revolution. Any narrative that serves the revolution is okay. It doesn't matter if it contradicts the narrative yesterday, or you can have two narratives going at the same time. You know, the, the gay radicals who team up with the Islamists to take down America, knowing that the Islamists are slaughtering the fellow, you know, the, the gays in their yeah. countries, but they can hold these contradictory thoughts in their head at the same time, because all it's all about the revolution. It's all about destroying America. So any lie, any lie becomes revolutionary truth. So we, we have to understand that about the left, that they don't believe their own BS. They just expect us to kowtow to it. Well, and we got and yeah, and that's and, what, and you and you mentioned you mentioned the the Detroit. I just looked it up. The last time Detroit had a Republican mayor, he left office in 1962. So yeah. the idea that Republicans are causing Detroit's problems, obviously they had a Republican governor in Michigan more recently, yeah. Yeah. but Detroit has Who been under Democrat control. Yeah. And Mr. Snyder was very, very cozy. Rick Snyder was very cozy with the Chinese, by the way, the, the Republican governor of Detroit. But, you know, the, the, the man who destroyed Detroit was Coleman Young, the mayor of Detroit. He was a Communist Party member. And I spoke in a big black church in Detroit, and I called out Coleman Young, and they loved my message, but they didn't like me criticizing Coleman Young because he's sort of like the Martin Luther King of, of Detroit. They didn't understand he was a communist. They didn't understand that he drove the business out of Detroit and created the chaos that you see now. So... You, you know, it, it's these the left are great at creating their heroes and creating their legends about people who are morally terrible, but they make them into saints. Whereas our saints, our heroes, 
are now regarded as scum by most people in America. The founding fathers yeah. are regarded as terrible people by, by many, many of the, of the youth of this country. Well, they're brainwashed. Speaking of leftist saints, speaking of leftist saints, Joe, you beat me to it. Mr. Bruce, go ahead, put up my screen. Today's podcast is brought to you by the number nine. <laughs> Cuomo now has nine female accusers. Brought to you by the number nine. Ha, ha, ha. We do this, Trevor, every time a new woman comes forward. We, we play the little Sesame Street game. Um, I, I don't know if the count counts past 10 on Sesame Street, so it might be hard to, to keep doing this. But yeah, brought to you by one of those heroes you're talking about on the left. Yeah. Well, see, this is very interesting <laughs> what's happening to Cuomo because Cuomo's a leftist, but he's not a communist. This the yeah. whole campaign against Cuomo is being run by Democratic Socialists of America and, the, and some pro-North Korean outfits because they want to completely take over the government of that state. They are running five, they've, they've, they've running five Marxists for, for city council this year. They've already got a whole bunch there. They're going to run Tish James or someone like that for the governor. They aim to make New York a communist state, and Cuomo just isn't communist enough for them. So they're going to do. They're going to meet to him. They're just going to drive him out of office. And the Republicans buy into it because they think, "Oh, this is cool. Uh, we're getting rid of this Cuomo guy." But, you but what no they're going to get is going to come behind, behind him. A lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot worse. If, if, if this yeah. is, a, I'm not a big friend of Andy Cuomo, but this is what's happening. The, this is a hard left trying to take out the soft left. That's what's happening. Well, yeah. he made the comment. All of this, by the way, surfaced as soon as he made the comment that, yeah, we need to open up our restaurants under public pressure. Pressure put public on them, or the, the public put pressure on them. All of a sudden he said, yeah, you're right. We should probably open up our restaurants. The radical left is like, we're not done yet. We haven't broken yeah. the back and the spirit yeah. of the American people. And so we're, we're, it's not time. And then as soon as that happened, almost instantaneously, they were now attacking Andrew Cuomo. Let's get him out. And not only was he being attacked by people out there, he's been attacked by his counterpart in the state, right? The mayor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, de Blasio. Now, de Blasio is a socialist. Yeah. De Blasio is a real socialist. Well, see, so you had uh, the mayor of New York, uh, Dinkins, who was a Marxist, a member of Democratic Socialists of America, and he, de Blasio worked for him. So de Blasio is much more in with the hard left than Cuomo is. So... De Blasio knows he's got to stay with the hard left. He will sacrifice Cuomo. But this is the dynamic that's playing out there. The only reason they're taking Cuomo down is because they want to get rid of him because he's just not enough of a team player for them. Yeah. So so the interesting and, part... Go ahead, Max. Well, finish it because then we're going to jump into this vaccine passport. But go ahead, finish finish the, the thought. So the interesting part is that over the last couple of weeks, I've been getting these, these, uh, emails, these, uh, uh hate mail <laughs> that, uh, talk about, uh, racism and, uh, you know, Joe, you're a racist. And I, and for the first time ever, you know, my family, when they come to town, I ha we have great conversations. My sister came into town. She was here this weekend and, but we found ourselves talking about race nearly the entire weekend. Right. Not, not, the, not every conversation, but we were having conversations where I, 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 I just asked my, asked my sister, what do you think? Right. And her husband, I'd ask him what he thinks. And we were talking about it at dinner and like, Hey, listen, they're, they're building and mewling this ideology, this boogeyman inside of our society. 
that doesn't exist. And if you if you can't find where racism is because you made a boogeyman, then you can't solve it. There's no way to solve the problem. Mm. You now can control the entire populace with something that is a myth. And I'm yeah. not saying that racism doesn't exist. What I'm saying is it doesn't it's not every it's not everywhere you turn there's someone that's racist. Right. A vast majority of the racism we face in our country actually exists in Democratic control environments. They are the racist. Again, they're everything they say that they are against. And so, Josh, put up this picture really quick. So just so you know, this is my sister. So uh, my family is completely interracial and that's my niece. um, And then that is her husband. Now, one thing you'll notice about that is that she married someone white. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, the, look, yeah. The, the whole racial racial narrative is a scam from start. A hundred percent. You know, look, the, the the original communist narrative was class. The working class will rise up and destroy the oppressor. But that doesn't work in America because you're very socially mobile here. You start out dirt poor and end, end up filthy rich. You start out filthy rich and end up dirt poor. But race is always with you. So race is being used by the Marxists who used to use class. This is a new weapon to divide and destroy America. Critical race theory, all of it comes from Marxism. Black Lives Matter is Marxist. The whole, it's nothing about solving any racial problems. It's using it as a wedge to completely break down the existing society so they can replace yeah. it with what they want. The racism thing is a Marxist scam from top to bottom. No question about it. Well, and, and when, we, when we talk about the Marxism, we talk about what's happening here in the United States. They perfected this overseas. They perfected this in Europe. And, and some of the things that we're seeing, the, the class and caste, you know, Columbia University, six different uh, graduating ceremonies to make mm-hmm. sure that they can actually separate and segregate people. That segregation, that, that, that type of, of tribalism that they're creating across the U.S., that, that's been tried in, in the that, That's the way the Middle East keeps people divided as well. That's mm-hmm. the way even people in, you know, we talked to this um, with, with Kate, is that she is actually a stranger in her own country now Mm. there are places in her own country she can't go because they've they've created this political correctness that has allowed for refugees to pretty much run the entire society in those environments yeah and yet they're bringing trevor you you mentioned that the the racism is the new classism you're absolutely correct i'm I'm gonna see if i can find it there was there was a study done not like a, a really complicated study but looking at keyword research and and, and what people were searching for, what news article keywords were using. And after Occupy Wall Street, there was a noticeable shift in mainstream media reporting, shifting away from talking about class to starting to talk about race. So there's this this working theory that the the big money guys behind the the media establishment saw what was happening with Occupy Wall Street and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we don't want a class war. If there's a class war, our heads are going to roll. Let's mm. shift this to talking about race. And now that's obviously more conspiratorial that there are these puppet masters doing it. Yeah. But there's a noticeable shift at all levels of media, no longer talking about the Occupy Wall Street. Notice you don't hear that anymore. Yeah. You don't hear a, a ton of that language. It's yeah. more racial uh, driven. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you're, you're right. That's exactly so The Occupy Wall Street was a class-based movement. The 99% versus the 1%. And that had a little bit of resonance for the left. It did a little, you know, it, it gave them a little bit of traction, but nothing like race gives. 
You know, race yeah. is, is on a magnitude way beyond that. So both the big tech titans, uh, the, the globalists, right down to the grassroots communists, their big focus now is almost exclusively racial. That's every aspect of Marxism, from political correctness to Black Lives Matter to 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 Google and all these um, you know big tech people, all of it is racially focused now because it's it's so much more successful in in an American context. Yeah, and and we even see the vaccine. They're they're trying to talk about the vaccine in terms of race. The yeah, idea yeah. that that the vaccine rollout is somehow racist because black people aren't getting it and that so, that we should give vaccines out to people depending on their race and, and the color of their skin, which is so against what this country is supposed to be about, regardless of whether you support the vaccine or don't, to the idea of doling out medical care based on someone's skin color or giving extra medical resources to one neighborhood because the demographics shift one way instead of the other. This is scary stuff. And it's not too long ago that this country had similar things, but the other way around, where yeah. if you were black, you weren't allowed to have medical care. You weren't allowed to access certain services. So th they claim that that this this racial justice movement is not racist, but it's just it's just flipping the script. It's well, just flipping uh, it upside down. Absolutely. And the whole purpose is destructive. Like any parent knows, if you want to destroy your family, treat one child, child different from the others. Favor one child or don't favor another. If you any, you got to you got to treat your children equally. equally if you want to have a happy family. If you want to divide and destroy your family, favor one over another. If you want to destroy your society, favor one section over another. That's a perfect recipe for disaster. But that's what they're aiming for. They're aiming to destroy what we have. There's nothing about racial reconciliation or or anything like that. You know, the Christian, you know, uh, Christianity has a great uh, a great answer for racism: do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. That's really all you need to know. But the whole obsession with racism is purely a Marxist destructive mechanism to to divide and conquer this country. It is nothing more than that. Oh, yeah. You, you look at Marxism. It's the idea that the haves and there's the haves and there's the have nots. Right. And the reason that the have nots don't have anything is because the haves took it all. And yeah. if you could only give the proletariat the, the ability to, to control the means of their own production, control their own labor, then everything would be happy and, and rainbows and unicorns. And that's that's all we need in society is just for the people to own the factory, not not the boss. It's the same deal here. It's it's this victimization that they keep pushing at people that, oh, the reason that you don't go to college, it's not a, it's not a, a class reason. It's that, oh, it's your skin color. Like, that's why you don't have an education. That's why you're dropping out of high school. That's why you don't have good teachers in your high school. That's yeah. why you don't have access to affordable child care. It's all your skin color. So, yeah, it is. It's Marxism, but flipped in, in, through a different lens. Yeah. It's like that's why you can have a, a black football player earning $37 million a year complaining about oppression, uh, that, that he's somehow oppressed by the, by the young kid, young white kid in Iowa on food stamps. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, you well, cannot, you can, class doesn't work in America because it's, it's, class is flexible here. They had to seize on something that would never change, and that's your race. And that's the wedge. You know, this country has had enemies since it was founded. 
There's always been enemies trying to bring down this country, the communist movement, particularly in the 20th century. And they saw America's big Achilles heel was the racial differences here. And they have worked over time to make them worse and worse and worse as much as they possibly can. And we've we got to understand that. We're, you know, the races, different races in this country are not our enemies. It's the people who want to manipulate our differences and make them greater. They are our enemies. Well, I can, I can tell you that from, from a racial standpoint, right, it, the thing that always amazed me is that we allow it to happen, that we don't recognize it, that we don't look at each other and say, hey, listen, I'm not a racist. Are you a racist? Okay, I'm going to take you at your word that you're not a racist, right? And let's actually start digging to the root. Let's, let's take the time to scratch away the idea of what they're telling us is racist, and let's get to where racism truly exists. And if we, if we, if we trace it back, that's why I say that the left represents, uh, you know, pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. And I know that that makes people's ears hurt, right? Because they're like, ooh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to call the Democrats all of those things. Well, they're either complicit in the behavior or they represent that behavior, right? Because there's a moral and ethical line that they've erased. There, there is no moral ethical line. And you said before that they can lie and cheat and steal as long as it meets that revolution. As long as it meets their narrative, they don't care what they have to do. They will, mm. the, the, the means justifies the ends. And the reason why we don't stand up with more courage and wipe it down is because we are afraid as people, conservatives, Christians, people that just have, and some Democrats, I, I got to tell you, there are a lot of Democrats that are waking up and saying, I want nothing to do with this. The walkaway yep. movement, and that is why they went after the walkaway founder. Yeah. 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 Brandon. Absolutely. He was a major threat to them. And, and right now they're, they're silencing him under the, uh, under the auspice that we can actually give you the death penalty. But remember the Democrats said that they're against the death penalty. Yeah. Well, well, when it suits them, it's like the Democrats say they're against guns. Well, no, they're not against guns. They're just against you having guns. They want yeah. the monopoly on the guns. Yeah, so, they're against so, voter ID, but they're for vaccine passports. Yes, just yes. to to get us onto that topic. Before we dive into it, I do have to apologize. When we make mistakes on the show, we come out and admit it. Earlier, I said that Andrew Cuomo had a ninth accuser. Apparently, that was outdated information. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This show is now brought to you by the number ten. He now, I was uh, old news. Apparently, outdated information. He has ten accusers and they have pictures of him grabbing her face and forcefully kissing her so will 10 be enough to drag this man out of office and i did search while you guys were talking the count from sesame street does count up to 20 so we will be able to keep doing this if more women come forward we don't have to stop here um but but that vaccine passport as a nice little segue New York is going to be the one to launch the vaccine passport, too. We can go back to my screen. New, New York launches the nation's first vaccine passport starting April 2nd. Smaller arts, entertainment, and event venues can start using it. This idea that you have to carry on your phone, or I guess you could print it off. Don't, that would be very classist to say you need to have a smartphone to go to the opera. Um, you can print it out. You have to prove your, your antibody, your antibodies. You have to prove your vaccine history. I mean, Trevor, this is right out of a Marxist, socialist, communist playbook. The yeah. idea of internal passports. Show me your papers, please. 
We'll go down the list in a second of all of the countries in, in world history that have incorporated and, and rolled out these kind of internal passports, not passports to leave the country, but passports to go from one province to another, to leave your farm and go to a factory. Um, this is really terrifying stuff. Yeah, this is complete. This is totalitarianism. Look, and, and you think, say if the, if the COVID disappeared next week, do you think they would stop the passports? They would just expand it to something yeah. else. We're gonna have we're gonna have climate we're gonna have global warming passports before long. We're gonna have all of these kind of restrictions. This is really a conditioning exercise more than anything. Get us used to the idea that the state is supreme and we need passports, we need permission to do what we want to do. And so the COVID is just is it's just the globalists, the totalitarians' wet dream. It's just, it's the the greatest thing that's ever happened to the tyrants. You know, they can yeah. they can morph this into anything. From if we accept this premise, there'll be no premise that we can't that we that we're going to stand against because we've accepted the idea the state dictates our movements, and that's a pretty horrifying thought. But, but there's a, there's a, there's a part of this that we we're we're forgetting, and that is we're like a big elephant with a string tied to our 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 you know leg tied to a fence that's not even in the ground. Mm. We do have the ability to stand up. Mm. We do have the ability to stop them from doing this. There there is the ability to have power in numbers and to stop all this lunacy. We recognize that our leadership is compromised and that they no longer represent the interests of the American people. So as this movement grows, and it's growing, you're going to be speaking tonight down in Colorado Springs. Um, and, and by the way, you'll be speaking. Uh, Katie Hopkins will be speaking yeah, yeah. tonight. I will be there. Um, right. But we're seeing what FEC United is doing specifically across Colorado and now in the, into other states. We're seeing this movement grow. We're seeing massive amounts of, of growth in the environment of what we're doing with FEC because we're basically telling people, look, civil disobedience is a thing. Yeah, look, look, I, and this is why I say I'm encouraged because groups like FEC are springing up now and attracting huge numbers of people. Just in where I live in Florida, there's four new, you know, patriotic groups have sprung up in the last month. So it's sort of like the Tea Party movement all over again, but with a much younger demographic. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, younger people, are looking at what their kids are learning in school. They're looking at the, their loss of their freedoms. And so sometimes you have to almost lose something before you appreciate it. So I'm seeing, as yeah. you, you're saying, Joe, organizations like FEC are really, um, people are flocking to them now because they need that leadership. They need that direction. And they need that fellowship with other people who think the same way. So I'm seeing a huge wave developing here. And this is why the left are getting pretty darn nervous and are trying to ram through everything they can before we wake up enough. Well, and and you, you see them creating propaganda. Even the Washington Post came out and said that uh, they gave four Pinocchios to Biden for lying about on the election side, lying in, in about the fact that they were going to close the polls early on election night, denying people that had to work the ability to go vote. And they, they're recognizing that it's a lie. Even people that are on, that I would say lean left are waking up going, look, I'm marginalized. Mm. Like wh where is the history? Where is the opportunity going to be for my kids? And well, it, and yeah. it transcends race. We have people that are black, Asian, uh, 
um, Hispanic that are saying, this isn't true. None of this is true. I don't feel oppressed. I feel like I have opportunity. I feel like I, I have been given uh, ample educational, educational opportunities, but they are taking the, the most vulnerable among us and saying the reason why you're hurting is not because you know we we have have substandard education inside the environments that you that uh, that you were raised. It's not because we have um, leadership at the all the way down the chain in those cities that are all Democrats that are all telling them to oppress the people in that environment, right? That's not what's happening. It's the conservatives. The conservatives are doing it to you. They're they're denying you educational opportunity. They're denying you the ability to get a job. The reason why you can't get, can't get a job flying an airplane has nothing to do with the fact that there's no opportunity for them to learn to fly an airplane. Uh, coming from the inner city or coming from some of these disadvantaged environments. Yeah, yeah. It has everything to do with conservatives, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah, new the line, the new line is that if you're in New York, you're not allowed to take your mask off or go outside because people in Florida are taking their masks off and that somehow yeah. that's not social distanced enough. And if people are on the beach, we're not wearing a mask in Florida, that somehow is putting New York at risk. And we heard this yesterday from the white house that they, they feel like imminent doom, imminent dread that, that we're going to see another huge spike and everyone's going to die. Um, they're they're doing the same thing with the mass. Yeah. What kind yeah. of leadership are we dealing with here? We had kids that were 18 years old. I keep going back to it. That stormed the beaches of Normandy. They knew when they walked off that boat, they knew when they did that, that there was a high probability they would never have kids. They would die on that beach. And yet they still ran to protect freedom the idea of the just the, the essence of what we have in this country and they want to take it away and replace it with doom and gloom and fear and take god out of the environment and say look by the way you turn into worm food when you die they're stripping us of everything that 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 are not only our country but globally should be important to anyone yeah well the, the taking away uh you know men's masculinity boys masculinity that taking away patriotism, our history, our culture, and our courage. Because if you don't have faith, if you don't believe in something, you're not going to stand for anything. You're not going to defy a tyrant. You're not going to, as you say, Joe, you're not going to storm the beach in Normandy because there's no safe spaces on the beach in Normandy. You know, you're not going to be able to handle it. So so this is a race against time now. We've got a, a whole cohort of young people coming up, you know, represented by the Lauren Bobberts and others who see their liberty being taken away and are not prepared to have that happen, are willing to stand up like America's founding fathers did. And you've got this woke generation that's pushing against this. So you've got a real dynamic going on in America. But you have a whole bunch of even the soft left now are waking up to the horrors that confront us. You know, they believe in freedom of speech too. They, 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 they understand crony capitalism. They understand corruption, you know, and, and they want liberty too for their, their children. So when we fly the flag, when we are brave, we will attack, we will attract those people. The problem we've had in this country is our leaders on the right have not been brave by and large for a very long time. And Donald Trump broke the mold on that one and showed what could be achieved if you actually flew the American flag and believed in those values. And so there's millions of Americans now who don't want to go back to the old way. They've seen the new way. They've seen the better way. So this is a real interesting dynamic we've got playing out in this country right now. 
And uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident we can pull this out. But it, but it is a very serious situation. We can't be complacent. And it's going to. So, it, Trevor, it, this it, is this is a call-in show, so we do have a caller waiting patiently. Um, we have Beth on the line. Beth wants to talk a little bit about the vaccine passports and all that. Beth, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing, Beth? Oh, I can't complain. Well, yes, I am. I'm going to complain right now. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> we already have passports. They give you a vaccine mm-hmm. card. You know, they've already done it to us. But yeah. there should be a way to stop all this crap. And my idea is to get more people together, take these people to court over and over again. But there's not enough people gathering together to do it. Well, so, so it's interesting, Beth, you bring that up because we have a law and policy center that we're building up in through FEC United. We have a bunch of lawyers that have volunteered their time within that in order to create these lawsuits. The issue that we have, and we're going to continue to go down that path, but the issue that we have is that we have activist judges. We have judges that literally are no longer judges. They're not following the law. They're actually following the activism attached to their ideology. So we, so, so we're under attack everywhere. We've been infiltrated. It's like a cancer that you get in your arm. If you don't chop off the arm, it gets to the rest of your body. That's what's really happened in our government is that we are dealing with a huge amount of cancer. So while, while we can go through the legal system and make sure that we sue and hopefully find one of the judges that's going to understand the, the, the law, right? What, what the law is and interpret it as such. We have to continue to fight on every other front as well. And that's why I talk about civil disobedience. I talk about being able to stand tall, make sacrifices to get us back to our country, back to a place where it resembles uh, the country of the past, where we actually do have, it's okay to be patriotic. It's okay to, to have a love for your country, to get us back there. It is going to take I'm going to say it. I hope it doesn't, but we got this place without one bullet being fired, without one bit of blood being spilled, right? But I'm not I'm not convinced that it's not going to take an aggressive fight on our part and more sacrifice on our part to get us back to that place. I'm just not. Yeah, well, well I'm I'm not convinced of that either, and I understand that. But you don't direct the people to civil disobedience and let them run wild and hurt other people that are not involved in some of this. It has to be civil disobedience to the people that are running the government. So uh, I think, Beth, one thing we have to do is really, really revive the 10th Amendment. You know, if we got, if we got say, 20 red states together, you know, Florida and Texas and Arkansas and Alabama and said to the federal, the whole, you know, 20 states, or even more, and said to the federal government, we are not going to take any of your unconstitutional orders in our states. If you come for our guns, you can take a hike. If you come for our elections, get out of here. We're not going to accept your passports. We're not going to accept your restrictions. We're going to open up. You know, recently, um, Biden threatened DeSantis, He's in the, the governor of Florida. He said, you've got to close your restaurants, Mr. DeSantis. And DeSantis says, no. So Biden said, well, we might have to cut air travel to Florida. 
Well, he could do that to Florida, but he couldn't do it to Florida and Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas and Kansas and Idaho and North Carolina and um, South Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, Idaho. You, you, you've got you've got all these red states stretching from the Arctic Circle if you count Alaska, from the Canadian border if you start at Idaho and North Dakota bisecting the country right down to the Gulf of Mexico and, Florida, and the Florida Keys. If those states banded together and says we are not going to take any unconstitutional orders from the federal government, what could they do? Nothing. This is true. And I really don't give a crap what the federal government says anymore because uh, all of it is corrupt. You know, this is All of it is corrupt. Yeah. If they if they compromise on some of this stuff, like like they are planning to do with this new thing, I don't know what it is. I, Vaccine passport. I hate watching these. What? Oh, yeah, I was, well, I was just trying to. Everybody give wants you the word. Yeah. Everybody wants to compromise. There's some things that you do not compromise on, and that is our constitutional rights. Yeah. There is no compromise yeah. there. And that's what the problem is. People are trying to rewrite our constitution. Yeah. yeah. Period. Well, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the call, Beth. Yeah. We really do yeah. appreciate the call. Yeah. yeah, we're we're in trouble, not because the left is so great. We're in trouble because our side has been so weak and cowardly and compromising for so long. So every this is why the states have to stand up. Why you have to the red counties have to stand up. The constitutional sheriffs have to stand up, and we have to back our local people every step of the way. The federal government serves at the pleasure of the states. The federal government is the creation of the independent states of this country. It's not the master. If the, if the states stand up and say, we are not going to take any of your unconstitutional directives and enough of them band together, the federal government would be put back in its very tiny little box. Yeah. You mentioned the 10th Amendment, Trevor. It doesn't, we don't even have to go that far. We just look at the Fourth Amendment. When we look at this issue of the vaccine passports, go ahead, Mr. Producer, and put up my screen. Just for everyone who doesn't know it, just Google searched it. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Your papers include your medical papers, your medical history, your medical documentation. You have the right to be secure. You have the right to privacy. And no government official can come to you and demand your private papers. I mean, this is the same medical uh, right to privacy that the Supreme Court carved out in Roe v. Wade. The idea that you have the right to have medical procedures without the government intervening and even knowing about it. So how can it be that we have pro-choice Democrats saying you have the right to medical privacy now advancing this vaccine passport, which would demand that you supply your medical records to the corner bodega if you want to go in and buy some bananas, right? I mean, this is insanity. This yeah. this is so hypocritical from the left, but they don't really care. They're not actually all about principles or, or, or guiding um, ethics. It ends justify the means. Whatever yeah. it takes to control the population, they're going to do it, even if it proves themselves hypocrites in the process. That's an excellent point. The Fourth Amendment does cover this as well. That's that's a great point. And, and I, I want to say that they came for the First Amendment and we said nothing, right? We didn't rise up. We should have. 
you, you want to talk about having massive rallies and massive protests? It should have happened. And when, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it on this show. And by the way, if Antifa and BLM would have showed up to, to attack those people for standing up for the first amendment, right? I'm not going to advocate for violence, but I'm going to tell you right now, you come at me with something and I'm going to defend myself. I think we have to stop being afraid to stand up and protest. They're actually creating fear by saying, oh, we'll just send our bullies out there to, to, to uh, go against you. And then we'll send the police on the other side so that if you react to it, if you react to them throwing bricks at you and things like that, we'll just arrest you, right? But they came for the First Amendment and the judicial system was anemic. It did nothing. It did nothing. It did nothing at all. RICO Act violation when big tech and media come together and they coordinate efforts in order to silence anyone, any of the American people, that is a violation on its face or otherwise. It should have been the first thing that they did is that the judicial system, right? The Department of Justice should have stepped in and said, oh, no, 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 right? Then we talk about the Second Amendment, the, the coming for our guns, and you have Biden that literally is trying to urge the Supreme Court right now to rule against the fact that if the police show up to your house, they don't have to have a search warrant. They, they don't have to have anything in order to seize your guns. You can just walk in and seize guns. Again, taking a shot at the Second and the Fourth Amendment. So they're coming for the Constitution piece by piece. And at some point, we have to stand up. You know, the the the, the, the revolution or the Re- Revolutionary War happened. Right, it started in brew pubs. What do we see happening right now? It's happening in brew pubs. It's happening in 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 social circles. So they're trying to break up that construct, which is really what what the pandemic planned out. You call it whatever you want. That's really what that has done. Is it's allowed yeah. them to keep us all divided, all in different sides of the deal, while they execute very effectively the ability to dismantle everything that we stand for in our country, yeah. and we we have ourselves to blame. We let that we let the left have education. We let them. Indoctrination started a long time ago. I mean, with with core uh, Common Core math and Common Core studies, right? Gender, this new gender fluidity deal. We let that exist inside of our schools. We they can't even get math and science and civics and and English down yet. They want to hand over the 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 morality or the the constructs of of our society to the unions and the schools. It just doesn't make any sense. We, yeah. we are going to have to fight on every front yeah. and everyone is going to have to get involved. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've let it drift a long way and we're on the verge of losing this country. And if we lose this country, we lose the entire free world. So if you're a Canadian, if you're a New Zealander, an Australian, a, a, a Brit, you're French, you're German, whatever, you've got to care about this. Because if this country goes down, we all go down. But the, but the great news yeah. is the patriots are the majority in this country. The patriots have the buying power. The patriots work for a living. The patriots have the energy resources. They have the water. And, and they do not need to be bossed around by the tyrants of Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles. They've got to understand yeah. they have – the patriots have the power in this country if they will use it. So lots of people in the comment section are saying, what about HIPAA? What about HIPAA? What about HIPAA? Let's go to my screen, Mr. Producer. HIPAA has lots of exceptions. And this is a waiver that was signed last year. It's the COVID-19 and HIPAA Bulletin Limited Waiver of HIPAA Sanctions and Penalties During a Nationwide Public Health Emergency, basically issuing a waiver for, for different privacy rules. 
um, that a patient has to agree to speak with, that you can speak with a family member, that they can opt out of being in a facility directory, that they uh, distribute notice of privacy reasons, that a patient's right to request privacy restrictions, a patient's right to request confidential communication. So your right to complete privacy under HIPAA is no longer in effect because the law itself has an exception built in for public health emergencies. So right when you need that privacy the most, when, when, when they're trying to weaponize your, your medical records to determine whether or not you're even allowed to go to the movies, um, unfortunately, the law that is designed to make that confidential has those uh, holes in it. Mm. And those, those exceptions have been acted upon. Unfortunately, we can take that down. Just wanted to clear that up. Lots of people yeah. are saying that you can't do this under HIPAA. Unfortunately, you can. And, and that's, yeah. again, a, a product of uh, yeah. uh, imperfect Congress. You know, the, where, where is it in the U.S. Constitution that your first and second and fourth amendment rights do not apply when there's a medical emergency? Yeah, you know they, well, we they saw had that. they had they had pandemics back then. They had diphtheria, they had bubonic plague, they had um, hepatitis, they had all sorts of diseases, but they yeah. didn't put anything in the constitution to account for that at all. So yeah, why Woodstock is that? happened. Woodstock happened during a pandemic. If you look at the right. iconic first Woodstock. Could you imagine that happening today? Could you imagine? Uh, uh, no, they wouldn't. But you have that right. You have under the First Amendment, the right of peaceful assembly. That's what a, a music festival is. It might not be political in, in approach, though the hippies at Woodstock would have argued that it was. Um, that's still a First Amendment protected activity to gather and, and to celebrate, right? And to, I guess, get high as a kite, <laughs> but also to protest against a government that you disagree with, which a lot of that was happening at Woodstock. You can't, you can't see that now. They, they blocked you from assembling. Though Black Lives Matter is, is given permits, we're not. They are. They closed down gun stores in the early parts of the pandemic. You can't buy. You couldn't buy a gun in California, New York, New Jersey. This blocked it, and now they're coming for the Fourth Amendment. I, I, I can't believe they skipped over the third. I'm shocked that they aren't trying to quarter troops in our homes. I thought. I surely thought they'd try to use this as an excuse well, to do that. Well, they are quartering troops in the home of the Republic in Washington D.C., aren't they? They yeah, are. That's you know. So there you go. But, Again, I want to I want to pull something up, Max. I'm going to put this up for a minute. So, um, I had somebody that goes to school at, at a university, and there, this is a part of their global politics class. Go ahead and put it up, Josh. This is in their global politics class, and this is the initial readings in week one. I'm going to read this to you. It says about the reading, and I have parts of it, but uh, part of of part one of this book provides an introduction to the theoretical. I think it is lens of politics. I, I, it's cut off on that end. And then it goes through the readings that they have to have during week one. But then there's other parts of it that click off into uh, written documents. And the first one says, why is it so hard for America to designate domestic terrorism and hate crimes? Question mark. The second, the second one, which uh, when, you, when I went and read these documents, I was, I was mortified. Right-wing terror, a fifth global wave. And then the question of, was the U.S. capital attack domestic terrorism? Now, this is how they actually are indoctrinating our kids. You have kids that have, their parents have taught them well. They've taught them that to seek out opportunity, do well in school, have moral, um, uh, uh, moral standing, and, and, and many times it's tied to faith. And inside of the school for global politics, they are not teaching them to think for themselves. They are teaching them to think the way they want them to think. 
And by the way, the reason why this came to me is because the person that sent it to me said, Joe, I actually wrote a paper on uh, um, communism in America and it's yet to be graded from last quarter. She goes, not a good sign because she went against the status quo of what they were telling her to that communism was good, that Marxism was good. And she said that here's the problem. There's a problem with communism in America and they haven't even graded her project from last quarter because she thinks outside of the constructs of what they've developed inside of education. She, she's an enemy of the state. She's the enemy of the people. Yeah. And, and they're talking that way to kids. They're scaring kids into saying, look, if you don't believe this, then you, you are the enemy. You are the terrorist. Again, the left is yeah. everything that they say that they are against. They are the consummate wolf in sheep's clothing, hashtag the left are liars. And they are pushing this radical agenda, not in every facet of our, of our community, of our society. Every remember two weeks to, 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 uh, um, two weeks to kill the curve, right. Turned into a year of lockdowns and oppression on people. Yeah. We're, we're about to hit a hard break, but before we do, I just, I just want to point out that you mentioned that communism is, is dead in the United States, right? It could never work. One of the reasons that communism could never work. I mean, they could probably, if they wanted to force it upon us, but it, it wouldn't even get out of the starting gate because our proletariat, our working class doesn't even have the skills. I mean, you look at the USSR, you, you look at the uh, Russia before the USSR, the proletariat knew how to actually actually farm. They knew how to work in warehouses, right? They were talking about giving you back the rights to your labor. Today's proletariat doesn't have any skills. They, they majored in, in English literature, which is a fine thing to major in, but there's no English literature factories out there. Right. So uh, part of me almost wishes that just for a brief hot moment, we could give the communists control of the means of production, because these are people who haven't produced a damn thing in their entire life. And if, if you handed them a piece of heavy machinery, they're more likely to rip their arm off than actually produce something that can be sold at market. Um, so, so part of me actually wishes we could just give them a like like if, if we couldn't ruin everything else, just in one controlled environment, give this proletariat the ability just to control the factory, just to see what happens. And then when they fail, be done with it and just be, be done with it. Because today's proletariat, they're, they're the Starbucks baristas. I mean, come on. I mean, at, at least in yeah. the USSR, you had iron workers, steel workers. There's no proletariat here. Well, that's right. They, they dumb down our skills because they want to destroy us. When they get control, they have a very good education system. They had a very good education system in the USSR for engineers and things like that. They, they, they did very well. They had, um, I think they had 100 times, the USSR had 100 times more um, more engineers than they had lawyers. We got 100 times more lawyers than we had engineers. Yeah. Yeah. tells you something. Yeah, so, so we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back from the break, um, we're going to keep going with this. We have a couple clips. We have Joe Biden, a clip yesterday, which you're not going to want to miss. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. 
please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.